Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like, why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Lane Colby, Editorial Director at Curse Dragon Ship Publishing. Our guest this week is Dennis McElroy, best-selling author and student of the world. Dennis has been writing intriguing and exciting stories since the age of eight, growing up with an active, vivid imagination and having lived and traveled around the world. Experiencing many cultures, he has honed his experiences to create exciting fiction for children and adults. If it's not your favorite now, we'll be out. Yay! Welcome, Dennis. Well, thank you. It's so good to see you this fine evening. We have some very hard-hitting questions ready for you. I hope you're prepared. Uh-oh. Get my gloves on and protect That's myself. Right. That's right. You must protect yourself. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, first, I thought it was interesting. You have a you have a healthy mix of nonfiction and fiction titles. What, I do. what draws you to writing each? Well, uh, I like fiction because my imagination can go wild. And if I can kind of get a hold of it so it makes sense, then it becomes entertainment. And the nonfiction one is just kind of like, well, here's something you can do. It'll help you out. Sort of like a DIY stuff. I like it. Yeah, self-help is very popular for a reason. We're all looking for that edge or that yeah. help or the feeling that we're not alone. <laughs> yep, excellent. Um, how long did it take you to write your first book? Oh, first book mm -hmm. the one you mean that got published no it could just be your first book <laughs> like even if it's just sitting in a drawer like mine uh, oh man that that was a long time ago it never became really a book it was more like oh this is a cool short story i'd write it up oh here's another cool short story i'd write it up <laughs> but it never came together as a book until gotcha. i decided you know i want to publish this because i want to share it and the best way I knew how to do that was to get it out there. So um, the first one took about, I guess, four or five months because it wasn't very long. It was the children's book and uh, the Green King. But what took time was doing the illustrations. That took forever. It does, man. Illustrations. I had, Woo. Oh, uh -huh. I had to do them myself. I was... Ooh. Not wealthy enough to hire people. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not cheap, no doubt. No, mm -hmm. but I enjoyed doing it anyway. So it was okay. a fun first experience. Excellent, excellent. You know, in your novel, The Pen, your protagonist, Harold, finds a pen that forces him to write the stories that it wants him to. Do you ever find right. that your imagination dictates what you write, or are you in complete control? Ooh. No, I'm not in complete control. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> And the greatest evidence of that is when I'm writing a, a chapter or something and I'm thinking about it and I say, well, that's enough for today. And then my wife says, how far did you get? Oh, so far. She says, how's it going to end? I said, I have no idea. <laughs> I'll just try again tomorrow. <laughs> and it ends up being okay. Nice, nice. So you kind of like wing it when you sit down to write. You don't like do big outlines or anything? No, not in a not in a fiction book. Um, mm -hmm. Some authors do. Mm -hmm. Some authors have an idea of where the end's going to be, or mm -hmm. where they're going to start out, and kind of how it's going to amble along. I just know where I'm going to start, and yes. I've got a good idea of the adventures that these characters are going to be in, and that's about it. And I kind of, kind of, it's somebody had a metaphor for it. it was really great. It's like you're driving at night on this road, and it's completely dark out. Mm -hmm. And all you have is your headlights showing the road. 
that's as far as you can see your story's going to go at the end of the headlights. You don't know where that road's going to turn left, right, up, or down, but you keep driving, and then you'll eventually get there. <laughs> see, I prefer to use Google Maps for my stories. You know, I want to make darn sure that I know the road ahead. So, no, I get that. <laughs> I know, I, I, but I get lots of people, you know, there's there's no one way to write a story, right? So, yeah. Uh, very interesting. Well, for the pen in this story, it wants to tell the story of um, Al-Hamid Akbar, a Bedouin from a thousand years ago. Why did you yeah. choose this time frame and this culture to guide Harold? Well, in a sense, there was a transition going on in Harold's time in the 1920s. That's when technology started coming into society and influenced things. And there were people who didn't want to get engaged in technology. So Harold choose, chose an antique pen to write with instead of a typewriter because mm. he wanted to connect with the ancient authors. And uh, I chose the Sultan because uh, the time period that the Sultan lived in, mm -hmm. there was a lot of transitions going on in that time too, mm -hmm. because there were different tribes and you had to have a dominant tribe in an area to get things done. And there was a lot of trade going on. I don't want to get a lot of details because basically it was an exciting time. And I remember, you know, Arabian Nights and movies about guys on horseback and battles with swords and everything. I thought, right. well, that's cool. That sounds like a really good place for this guy to show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It's got a lot of adventure in there. And you must have mm -hmm. done a lot of research for this story, I'm assuming. Well, not a lot. Mm -hmm. um, every time I had a question about, okay, what kind of money did they use in those days? Mm -hmm. Or... What did the Bedouin tribe do? Or how did they do trade routes? Where was a city? Like the city he was supposedly born in is a real city out there someplace <laughs> <laughs> in the desert. Excellent. It's a long trade route. And so um, I just Googled it, frankly. I mean, that works. I mean, we've all gotten lost yeah. on Wikipedia, right? So I'm wondering, oh, sure. right? It, last time you got lost on Wikipedia, what rabbit hole did you fall in? Oh gosh, huh? I like historical stuff, so I tend to tend to follow different trails. I like transitions in history, like the end of the Civil War, or like uh, before World War II got started. There's a lot of other things going on, so I like to find those nooks and crannies of times and periods and places that people, frankly, have forgotten about. There's no real history books on it unless you go down a rabbit hole and try and find some obscure book written by somebody a long time ago that talked about it then you'll say oh wow that's cool i didn't know they did that then <laughs> and that's the fun part it is pretty cool i do a lot of uh <laughs> editing right so i have to go back and check things sometimes even if we're doing fantasy oh. <laughs> you know some things have to be yes. realistic right like they, they we have to believe them and it's a lot easier that's to use right. stuff that actually existed than that's to right. just make things up if they do i had someone who they wanted to to hide the hair color of their character. So they just had uh -huh. just had her covered in mud. I'm like, uh, no, 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 no. They've dyed hair since forever. <laughs> so man, did I get yes. lost down a rabbit hole just on hair dye. I was like, this is yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah. Very easy. Yeah. yeah. My editor was my editor was always going, really? They did that? And then he goes away and comes back. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> totally did. I looked then, that up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I told you. Yeah, that's so <laughs> fascinating. I love that. Also known as procrastination, but, you know, that's okay. Um, mm. So, you know, talking about history, if you could travel to one historical event and be a witness, mm. which one would it be? 
Wow. I know, like in transitions is cool, right? There's a lot of transitions in history. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, that's a good question. I have never asked myself that question. But one interesting thing would be kind of interesting. You know how in our history books, uh, we're taught in school, you know, the signing of the Declaration of Independence and all these brave men going up and everything. Mm -hmm. It'd be interesting to be back in the little corner there watching them argue it out saying, Gosh, darn it, Thomas, you better sign that dang thing or you're not getting your sheep, you know, <laughs> something like that. Find out the real history. What what really did happen, you know? I'm glad they did. Don't get me wrong. Right. It's just, what, what's the real history behind this? <laughs> well, you know, they didn't agree. So, you know, it would be really fun to watch them debate these things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be a fun place to go. Um. So your work, like you said, you know, you have a lot of um, nonfiction as well. I'm wondering, what do you hope yeah. readers get from your work? Of which one, fiction or nonfiction? You know, both. Okay. So you can talk about one, then the other. Well, I'd love to hear it. Okay. In the fiction area, mm -hmm. uh, I was specifically trying to write stories that had the main character going through some challenges they had in their life. And then how they learned from those challenges mm -hmm. or how they transitioned or changed their lives and became a different person. Mm -hmm. So what I want the reader to get out of that is something that they can gain from that. They can learn from that. Oh, I could do that too. Like in the pen, uh, the main guy, the, the guy that became the Sultan, Al-Hakbar, he learned a lot of things about how you can look at what you want to be and how you can start behaving that way and start thinking that way so that you become that what you want to be. And it's been known for history for a long time. It's been in lots of ancient books. Uh, you think you are who you are or as you, a man thinketh as he believes, those kinds of things. But I wanted to bring it across entertaining. I wanted to bring it across in real situations and scenarios that this reader can learn from because there's a lot of wisdom out there and I like making it entertaining. Mm -hmm. I like making it adventurous. Well, you're more likely to digest it that way, right? You're more likely to actually internalize yeah. it. No, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And then they get, like, they learn without knowing it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like about hair dye. Oh, uh -huh. I mean, and important things too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't know. I find sometimes I just want to be entertained, right? And then suddenly you're like, yes. oh, I feel this certain way. And you're like, darn you, author. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to be entertained. I wrote another book. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I've written some other books that are just pure entertainment that mm -hmm. really have nothing to do with some wisdom of the past, but just how this character dealt with his situation. And, yep. uh, uh, that book was called uh, Rebel Justice. And what it deals with at the end of the Civil War, people were going back home and this uh, Confederate soldier went back to his house and found out it was all destroyed and gone. He wondered why. It wasn't due to the war because they didn't, you know, we were in that part of the country. It was due to the robbers and the, and the, the gangs that existed in the South after the Civil War finished. And they went around ravaging different cities and countrysides. So the story is about him trying to find the guy who had led that gang. And so his travels were across the, toward the West, toward uh, Texas, when mm -hmm. Texas was just starting up in terms of uh, recovering from the Civil War. So how he transitioned from a Confederate soldier 
to become a cowboy and a rancher and all the adventures he went on. And he nearly died in the desert and there was Indian fights and he was struggling. Yeah, so I made it entertaining. It was fun. That's cool. But you still learn about history. I learned way more about history from historical fiction than I have actual nonfiction. So totally with you on that one. Totally with you. You stay awake. Right. <laughs> you stay awake, you don't fall asleep. Just probably right. also why me as an editor, it's important to me that they get the stuff right. Yeah. Right? You know, because then yeah. if I'm going to be learning from it, they, it needs to be accurate info, you know? Oh, yeah. Yep. You don't want to mislead people. No, no, no. That made me. That would make me very mad. Very mad. <laughs> you don't want to see me angry. Um, no. Right? Right? Well, at least that's what my kids would say. Um <laughs> Well, so writing is, you know, this huge experience. And so we all like look up to other writers as we go along and we look up to, you know, other people in our field. I'm wondering, have you, who were your idols or are your idols in the writing community? Well, uh, we'll see. A couple of them just went right out of my head. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Must be thinking about another story going on. Um, Let's see. The famous uh, horror guy um, is one of the authors that I like to read a lot about. And I haven't written a horror movie yet, horror story yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was interesting because he wrote a book on writing. Stephen and King. What, yes, yeah. Stephen King. <laughs> He's really good, right? And I get a lot from the way he puts his characters in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um and then there was a couple of other guys that I used to read about, and they had heroic characters, teams that uh, would go and find sunken treasure. Or, and he had a team that uh, had a special group that would go underwater and find these sunken ships. And then there was always bad guys trying to find the same treasure. Clive um, Kessler? <laughs> yeah, no, yes, Clive Kessler. I think we That's might right. maybe read the same books. else? <laughs> Also read uh, Mark Twain. Mark Twain is a good foundation. He's excellent. I had a chance to go to his hometown. It was really a lot of fun. Oh, how fun. Yeah. There's so much to see, man. No, I I loved his sense of humor and the way he, like, attacked (coughs) society. That was probably my favorite part about him. Yeah. He actually saw it. He knew. He knew. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's amazing how his stuff, the, the writing style doesn't really still last to today, but no. his comments on society do. Um, he just did a really good job with that. <laughs> um, let's see. So, Idols, excellent, good choices. Um, what have you read or watched lately that you've really enjoyed? Hmm. Hmm. There's so much to consume. Well. There is. There's quite a bit. I've been so busy. I'm just on a book now called The, the Lost Choice. I haven't gone through it all yet. Mm-hmm. Still reading on it. Uh, nice. It's by uh, Andy Andrews. And it uh, it's interesting, the concept that he has, because mm-hmm. it has different chapters that actually talk about a real person. Uh, but he adds to that real person's situation so that you learn something about... Um, not only history of what this person did, mm-hmm. but the storyline that he tries to thread through this, which is we all have um, gifts and abilities and sharing those makes not only the world better, but makes us grow and become who we are. So that's kind of the storyline that he does. And he, he goes through certain characters. One right now is the uh, George Washington Carver uh, 
Yeah. No. Carver. <laughs> um, I thought that's what you said. That's what guy. I heard in my head anyways. Yes, that's true. Uh, he's known for peanuts, peanut farming and everything, but he was a botanist. And he learned how to apply that to industry. Mm-hmm. And then Booker T. Washington was part of that. Mm-hmm. And he learned how to organize and teach people. So it's really interesting uh, how, he, how he blends the history with stories. And I like that. Yeah, like you said, historic, or you know, like we talked about earlier, historical fiction, man. It's powerful. It's the mm-hmm. way to go. I really think it is. I think, oh, like when I was younger and I was bored with history, it's just because I was reading the wrong things. Because history is fascinating. Yeah. There is nothing boring about history. So it's just no. nothing. I just, I, I look back and I'm going, why was I bored? And it's because it's in yeah. school, you just learn facts and dates, right? You don't actually right. learn the importance of it. You don't actually right. meet the people. You don't right. actually see what they're going through, right? You, you, it's None of it's real. Mm. I mean, historical fiction is more real than the stuff you learn in right. at least undergrads yeah, in, in um, right. high school, right? Once I get to college, right. I learned a whole bunch more, and that's when I started to actually enjoy history. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, not, not younger. Of course, I also say that might be because a lot of my high school – um, history teachers were coaches and they oh. were mostly more worried about coaching than they were in history. Yeah. So I don't right. know I can they blame the just... subject. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. Uh, yeah, it is what it is, man, right? We do the best we can. We all do, including oh. those coaches and teachers. Sure. Uh, we all do the best we can. Um, So have you been for the stuff, you know, that we've seen lately? Like I just went and saw Top Gun against my will. And now I've seen it I twice because I loved it. Um, so it surprised yes. me, right? Like I was very surprised. I was not expecting to enjoy it. Um, so I'm wondering, is there something lately, a movie, TV, TV show, book, anything that you've consumed that has mm. surprised you? Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the start of the first season. That was really good. Ooh, I haven't seen that uh, yet. It's not. Is it over? Yes. Is it all out? I'm waiting until it was all out. No, no. It's the first. Uh, I saw the first four episodes of the first season. Okay. That's all that's out. Gotcha. I'll wait. Maybe. Yeah, it's. Uh, is it first four or five? Anyway, it's good. It uh, surprised me a little bit about how they re-blended his character, kind of in between all the other events that happened. So that was surprising. Well, that's cool. And that was clever of them. But I love Ian McGregor, so I've got to watch it. But I'm not there yes. yet. So okay. I found I'm impatient in my old age. Like, I, I need to wait till the whole season's out anymore. Netflix has ruined me. I just, yes. I can't seem to do it anymore. I just need to wait. Um, right. Even a cliffhanger at the end of the book, I want to strangle the author. I'm like, don't do this to me. <laughs> this is not okay. Not okay. It's okay that there's going to be more, right? I like having there's going to be more to this story. But you better darn well answer those questions you asked in this book or I'm going to be so mad. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I blame Netflix. Um, <laughs> so now, so we talked about stuff you're consuming. How about stuff you're creating? Is there anything you're working on that you're over the moon excited about? Oh, yes. yes. Many, many, many things. I do have a second book in this series. It's already at the publishers. I'm in the pen my... series? Yes. Cool. I'm Yay. The first ship of my books to my house mm-hmm. tomorrow. How exciting. What's the second book called? Yes. It's the pen and mm-hmm. it's called Nice Templar Treasure. Ooh. So, so is it still Harold or is it a new character? No. 
Mm-hmm. It's a new character, okay. but it's still the old antique store. Still the old antique store that shows up. And this time it's a woman mm-hmm. who finds this pen mm-hmm. and takes it home and uh, discovers that it writes on its own or it wants to write and take over her hand. So, of course, she's scared and all of this. Right. And what's really cool about this is it's taking place in her time is at the beginning of World War II okay. in Edinburgh, Scotland, about 1939. So she's got to survive all the bombings and everything. Mm-hmm. And she has two small children that she has to protect. Um, but the story even gets more intriguing because um, when she dream travels and she witnesses the Templar Knight writing his story and follows his adventures and goes through the battles that he goes through and watches how he finds the girl of his love, of his dreams... And then how he talks about this treasure that he has to hide. And now, in her time, mm-hmm. she tries to follow the clues that he leaves in his writing as to where the treasure really is. Interesting. And so she, in her time, mm-hmm. now she's going to try to find the treasure. And boy, she has problems doing it. <laughs> so it's fun. And she's got adventures that she's got to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to go into too much details. There's mountains and rivers and streams and hikings and all kinds of stuff she goes through. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so exciting. It's fun to explore like that. I love that. That's really cool. And all the destinations that I write about in the book that occur in the highlands of Scotland are real places. (gasps) Have you been? Have you been to Scotland? I have. Yes. (gasps) I love the country. It's uh, it's where my ancestors were, you know. (laughs) I've got to love my country. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Good job. I'm not even going to attempt. It'll be horrible. (laughs) So it was fun to write. And then uh, I'm finishing up an audio on that book as well. Oh, cool. Are you narrating it? Uh, Yes. So we've done an audio on the first book. Mm -hmm. Now there's an audio on the second book. And both of them have sound effects. Both have different characters and different voices in them. Mm -hmm. So they're very entertaining to listen to. And they're accurate to the book itself. That's perfect. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And a lot of work, just like the illustrating. You just like to work yourself too hard, don't you? Well, I I like to use my imagination Mm -hmm. and have fun with it and share it. That's what I like to do. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate it. We like to consume said things, so we appreciate it very much. Great. Um, So when you're not creating new worlds, what do you like to do to relax? Relax? Mm-hmm. Is that in the dictionary? <laughs> He's like, what is this this fancy is word that? you are using? <laughs> I, I am relaxing. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, oh, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, I travel. My wife and I travel a lot. Uh, we're full-time in our RV. So we go to different parts of the country. Uh, we're going to be traveling in another month uh, up to Idaho, about mid Mid-Idaho. No, northern part of Idaho. Okay. No, mid-Idaho. <laughs> Just below Yellowstone. Gotcha. Uh, we're going to be there for about three months and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so we like to travel and meet people and talk to them and enjoy life, go dancing. I like to dance. Nice. What do you dance to? Oh, gosh, I like the 1940s, and then I like the rock and roll. So I like swing and rock and roll. Oh, fun, 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 fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I always found that country music is not my favorite, but man, I love to dance to it. That's, <laughs> it's so 
much fun. Yeah. A lot of swing dancing yes. in country too, you know? So it's just, it's a lot of fun, man. I love to dance. Yes. We need to start doing that again. Write that down, Seifo. Dancing. We need to go back dancing. We used to do it all the time. And we used to swing on the floor, you know, when we were young and healthier. And we tried doing it at a wedding, right? Like we went to a wedding. It was like the first time we've had a chance to dance in forever. And we did like two rounds. We were like, okay, I got to sit down. I can't breathe. I don't know. How did we do this for an entire song before? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, I know. It was funny. So good. Keep it up. We'll have to get back to that. Um, So what? Oh, oh, we're on the lightning round now. All right, this is the important Uh-oh. one. This is where, I mean, you thought these questions were hard before? Nope. Nope. We're hitting the hard ones now. And the All audience right. may or may not judge you for your answers. Okay, so Uh-oh. what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, hmm. <sighs> Probably salted caramel. Ooh. Uh, with vanilla. Um, with a trace, yeah, salted caramel traced through, through it with um, some... like a vanilla bean flavor. That's that's so almost a yeah like sea it. salt caramel. That's a good answer. You're not gonna get yeah. any judgment for that one. Uh, okay. Can zombies climb? Ooh, yeah, they can. Hog's <laughs> gonna be that, They they can only climb so far because their fingers might fall off. That's true, right? Right. Got to get there quickly. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Soon the muscles atrophy, they're gone. Um, (laughs) Steak, do you prefer it on the grill or on cast iron? Ooh. Well, the griddle could be cast iron too. Well, I mean the grill, like the outside grill. Or outside Mm grill. No, I like it outside grill. And I like ribeye. Ribeyes are so sweet. They're good. 100%. If we're going to spend money on a steak, it's going to be a ribeye. We're with you on that one. Yes, it is. Yep. Mm. Uh, cats or dogs? Ooh. I like both, but I grew up with cats. Uh, I like cats. How cats kind of look at things, and they take their time, and they kind of contemplate about what they're going to do, but they're not as smart as they think they are. Because <laughs> I've seen cats, especially when they're young, try to say, okay, I'm going to make it. Now I'm going to judge from jump from here to there. And they leap out, and they don't make it. <laughs> <laughs> they're funny and dogs i love dogs for their lovability they just want to love you as much as possible and want to please you so i like dogs from that viewpoint that's right that's right it's fair it's fair what is the best thing you have ever or at least recently eaten Ooh, <laughs> ribeye steak <laughs> <laughs> i had that for dinner <laughs> see, see, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a theme. I'm getting a theme here. I like it. What is your favorite band or musician? Mm, or who? Boy. I should say who. Uh, uh, wow, that's true. Well, I like uh, I like The Doors. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Rolling Stones. I like The Beatles. Uh, most of the people I like are old school. <laughs> That's Back right. in the 60s and 70s, you know. We like them, too. Um, My son does, yeah. too. He's, like, obsessed with David Bowie and the Beatles as well. We just went and saw Paul McCartney oh, yeah. because he wanted to see them so oh. badly. How cool is that? Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a 21-year-old was like, for my birthday, I want to see Paul McCartney. That's our kid. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, can you want something Excellent. cheaper, please? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I love you. Yeah, so really. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just had a hockey car <laughs> right. 
almost. Um, yeah. What is your least favorite chore, your least favorite chore around the house? Ah, least favorite chore around the house. Oh, hmm. It's probably vacuuming because there's so much to do. And it's never over. It takes over. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Never over. I just did that. Why is it dirty again? Right. Yeah, you know, it's just like, okay, it's, it's not hard to do. No. It's just so much of it to do, you know? So, but, but I do it. I mean, that's what I do to, you know, contribute my part. The vacuuming. I like it. It's fair. <laughs> we all have our roles. And thank you, Dennis. You've been awesome today. And now, um, where can fans find you and your work? Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I could probably, oh, let's see. How can I do this? <laughs> I've got it written down. I'm not sure if it's easy to see this way. Well, just read it out loud because the people who listen to the okay. podcast, they'll want to hear that. And then for everyone else, okay. I'll actually put it in the show notes. So anyone who needs to see it that way, it'll be in there. But just this is just for the people who are just listening so they can hear it. All right. It's is.gd, like is good, mm-hmm. is.gd slash the pen, all one word. Gotcha. P-E-N, pen. Excellent. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they go there, what they'll see is a little video will pop up. It'll only start when they push the little triangle in the center, but it gives a small snapshot of what the story is all about with music and people talking. Mm -hmm. And the voice you hear in that little video Mm -hmm. is the voice that's on the audio of that book. Nice. And uh, so that's where they can find about the book. Gotcha. Uh, If they want to send me questions, Mm -hmm. uh, my email address is Dennis L. Galloway mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you have, are you on social media at all? Um, I am, but I'm not sure how to explain that. Um, yeah, I have the Dream Travelers Tales okay. is a video channel on YouTube okay. that I try to put the little video scripts on. Uh, I also, let's see. I have a lot of projects, so I'm trying to give you the right one. <laughs> it's all good, man. Uh, I like it. I like it. It's on Facebook. It's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. There is a page for the pen on Facebook. Okay. Uh, let's see. I think it's called Facebook. Uh, I think it's the pen. Anyway. Uh, yeah, they can find it on Facebook as well. Uh, let's see. So I do other things as well. Mm-hmm. I help people uh, who want to write. I don't teach them how to write. I just help them get over the obstacles of what's in their head. Mm-hmm. Just get started, you know. Mm-hmm. What do you do? How do you do this? What obstacles are you going to run into? And how do I get over those obstacles? So I'm trying to help people do that. So I put a, a little site together to give them an idea of what I can do to help them. Mm-hmm. And a little calendar down there. They can select time and date to talk to me. It doesn't cost anything to do that. I'm just interested in seeing if they want to talk about it. And so it's is.gd slash becoming an author. So same is.gd slash becoming an author. That's all one word. Excellent. And they can go there. I talk to them for 45 minutes or something, give them little ideas of things that they're going to struggle with. A little free consultation. That's nice. Sort of. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Dennis. And now that Dennis is your new favorite author, please make sure to review his work. You can also review us wherever it is you get your podcast. And you can follow on twitch.tv slash CurseDragonship or subscribe on CurseDragonship.com slash YouTube. And we'll see you next week with guest Megan Mackey. We'll see you then. Okay. There we go!